If you like talking, women, ladies, men, topic, conversations, and occasional uninformed politics, multiple, multiple talking, talking women, women is for you. you. Hit it! Okay, everybody, uh, it's, you know me, it's Paul Gherkin. We're back here with another Multiple Talking Women, um, and you guys also introduce yourselves. Oh, well, hi, I'm Lana, and as you know, I'm a woman of the world. I am so excited to be announcing our guest today, but first, Felicity, why don't you fill in? Yeah, I'll chime in and just say I'm Felicity Bramblebush, and we are so pleased and absolutely thrilled to be joined by the one, the only, Catherine Hahn today. Mm. Welcome. Welcome, Catherine. I've heard. Please excuse me. My pleasure to be here. Oh, thank you. You know, I have to just uh, off the top say that my platform kind of in the world is creams, lotions, and skincare. And your skin will get to your talent because your talent is unmatched, but your skin is crazy good. Um, and I know people aren't seeing this, but I just want to give you a congratulations for that. You know, you have this beautiful natural skin. And for me, oh. that's really synonymous with success. Me too. Um, and thank you so much for noticing it. I, this, it's been difficult to, be, um, to not be on camera um, as much. And so I really appreciate it even, uh, you know, off camera, just to say it out loud that yes, my skin is luminous. <laughs> And it's not inexpensive. Well, you make it look easy. It just comes natural to you. Now, uh, a, a big reason why we, we, we love to do this show with people of your caliber is because we understand and accept that people, um, you know, uh, celebrities have, we, we want to learn how you do it because you do everything, you know, frankly, better. And uh, we want to know, so you've had this downtime and uh, w have you done multiple things to your face? Yes. I have used this downtime to do nothing but things to my face and then uh, hire people to do the various jobs around my home. So it's been very relaxing. I hate to say it. Yeah. No, I mean, it well, shows you. I'm not going to say that the, the, the I'm not going to say that my it's been all relaxation. I have to, for example, make sure that I'm taking medicine in a timely way and in not a way that makes me, you know, batch it to my children. I can relate to that because the medicine journey is real. Paula, you were going to say something? Well, I just want to know, uh, I don't know if you ever heard of Wendy McLennan Covey. We had her. Mm, and, and she does that thing where she, what does she do on her face? She said she, uh, she like, she piles a bunch of stuff on at night. So she puts a thick, a oh, thick, it's, a thick it's called a glazed donut. She glazes oh. herself at night. Do you do anything like that? Are you glazing yourself or? Yes. Well, it helps with the healing process. I like just a big tub of Vaseline. I don't know if you remember Vaseline. Absolutely. Sure. Sure. Love Vaseline for everything. It covers a multitude of sins. And what I do is I just take two mm -hmm. scoops and I just put it on top of my face. I don't usually like to even rub it in. Mm. I just like to take as if it was pats of butter and just kind of leave it on my face like that. And now how is your, how is your, I don't know if this is too forward, but how does your partner feel about sleeping next to just an oil slick? You know what, I'm gonna tell you something, he loves it, mm. he really does. Mm. It's been actually fantastic, but like I said before, I'm not sleeping with anyone at the moment. So uh, I'm, I'm keeping it, uh, this is my time. Yes, as, it, as it should be. Let's, you know, yes. I know people are getting the idea that we're very superficial, but actually Felicity and I have journalism degrees. Paula, 
let's go to the beginning with Catherine and when she really started. Yeah, I want to know you were in uh, you were in Illinois, is that right? As a child, mm. close. What, I was in Ohio, and the, Ohio. I was in Illinois, then moved to Ohio, then got moved it. back to Illinois. What, yeah. What was little little Catherine Hunt? When did she say, "Hey, I'm I think I might be pretty good at this." Little Catherine Hahn was very young. She really loved um, Little House on the Prairie. Mm. And uh, I Amen. loved what's his name, who also also wow. advertised the cameras. He was really hot stuff. Who played H Paul? Highway to Heaven. Yeah. Got um, Michael yes. Landon. Ooh. Ooh. Loved Michael Landon. Yeah. Yes. Loved Michael sure. Landon. Who doesn't? Yeah. So he was my way in, really, was through. I, I owe it all to Michael Landon. <laughs> Michael Landon mm. was your door. He was. He was the portal, the portal to this to my creative, my creative journey. No, but you were Great. As, as a young Catherine Hahn. You thought maybe one day I, I want to grow up and and bed Michael Landon, or oh. or I want to do what Michael Landon does. She was a child. Yes, but I did have special feelings for Michael. That's Landon. what I thought as a child. Of mm -hmm. course, that's normal. That's normal. Yes, yes. She's an early bloomer like myself. Mm. 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 Was also really oh, early Paula. yeah, very early bloomer. Very early. I have to also really, really admire her handiwork. Paula did some shelving for me for my closet, and it's really holding up. Oh, yeah. I just would still love to get paid. I'm waiting on my second. Well, uh, we'll see. We'll All see, right. Paula. All mm. right. Okay, so you're little. You love Michael Landon, and you're like, I want. Maybe I want to do that. What's step one? You tell your parents. How do you? How do you start to? Do you do a play? What do you do? Yes. Step one is I do a play. Step two, I just leave home. Mm. Yeah. What age, what age did you leave home? Seven years old. Whoa. And I just trotted the boards. Mm. You know, I, God, just, good I you. set up on a journey and I never looked back. And I actually was a curtain puller at the Cleveland Playhouse. Um, wow. But I never actually got to pull any actual curtains by the time I got there which is very disappointing. I have heard mm. tell that you were on some sort of hideaway television show. Mm. Puppet show. Yes, it was called Hickory Hideout. And it was me and two squirrel puppets, uh, Nutso and Shirley Squirrely. Oh. And there was a puppet who was an owl who was called Know-It Owl. Oh, that's, and now that's cute. That's it was clever. very, very cute. So I, we would ask, I would ask, no, I played a character named Jenny. Oh. Um, and it was just a public access show. And what kind of child very, was, was Jenny? Was she a pre pre precocious, curious child? She was precocious and she was rebellious Ooh. at the same time. Mm -hmm. She asked a lot of questions that got her into trouble. Ooh. She was a forward thinking woman because women sometimes are told to keep their mouth shut. This exactly. is how, how, yeah, which is how Felicity grew up. And I think how she teaches her children. That's ex that right? exactly right. Speak when spoken to. That's right. Listen, how did the other kids on the playground feel knowing that they were at school with, um, you know, Jenny from Hickory, Hickory yeah. Dickory Duck? Yes, it was intimidating. And I really had to, at that age, uh, definitely wrap myself in a bubble of just humility. <laughs> yes. Um, because I didn't want anyone feeling uncomfortable around me. I yeah. understood why they would. Sure. Um, and also puppets are scary. Mm. So, you know, I wanted to make sure that people felt that they could still be my friend. You, you know, speaking of being humble, I want to get real for a moment um, because you actually went to Northwestern and then Yale. 
when when I saw that, I was like, well, I feel like Catherine's talent oozes from just natural. Like you could have maybe not gone to those schools and just been able to straddle comedy and drama, brilliant like you do. But it's pretty cool mm -hmm. that you also went to these schools. Any fun stories about this these really amazing places? Um, I, you know, to go to school for acting for that long yes. takes a certain amount of um, low self-esteem <laughs> in, in order to think that you really need just that one more year before you can try it on your own. So I, what I like to do is I just, I waited until the last possible second until I got headshots. Um, and it was really, all of my schooling was about landing that perfect headshot because you only need one. Yes. Yes. That's true. Wait, so is that real that you, the whole time, you're, you're, you, you get it, you land a puppet show and you still think to yourself, I'm, but I'm not good enough. I'm going to take a lot, I'm going to go to school for a lot of years. Mm -hmm. So that you, you kind of hit, you almost hit away at school. Yes. To not face like going out in the real world and trying to get a job. Is that right? <laughs> I, you know, when I moved to New York, well, there's a lot of time between the puppet show and New York. I would imagine. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I mean, right. I look. I know how how young I do look right now. Mm -hmm. If you can see, there's a lot of Vaseline on the lens. <laughs> sure. But there was some time. Ah. And in that time, I just d didn't get any work. Really? And okay. so I thought the next the good best thing would be to take out a shit ton of student loans. Oh. Yeah. And that was what, but you know, it also was one of the best three year chunks of my entire life was, was mm. that time at school where I literally, I wasn't about making money. It was just about, um, putting, doing the work, doing the learning. work. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think mm -hmm. we like to hear a little bit sometimes because uh, Felicity and I have struggled deeply with self-esteem issues. Paula, not sure. so much. Mm -hmm. She thinks she's great. But mm -hmm. you're this vibrant woman who's killing it pretty much on all cylinders. She is very humble, guys. It, and it's a little bit off offsetting because she's kind of in some of our minds like the queen of being able to do all of this. But do you ever struggle with like any self-esteem issues? Um, no, <laughs> that would make sense. I, you know, I think that that is maybe a secret. I, I just, that's never been, uh, that's never been, um, a weak spot for me is, is self-esteem, self-pity. Yes. There we go. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, yes. Someone else, like someone else gets a part you want. Can you, and you then really I, am, I get very upset and then I have to take care of myself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But self esteem, not so much. Self pity, lots of it. Okay. Well, I think, yeah. you know, you I'm have still to. Working on that oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, a good, that's good to hear. Because, you know, as a, as, as a mother, you're a mother. I have 12 children, but I don't oh, do, thank you so much, but I don't do nearly the things that you do. Like if I can just, you know, pack a couple lunches, put a couple ponytails in, maybe clean some yogurt out of the rug, I'm done for the day. But you have a, a, a project, it's a project, it's a project, and you're raising children, keeping the household. Uh, how, how do you do it? What is the secret? Yes. Um, well, how does one do it all? How do we do it all? How do we do it all? I don't know. I would say the. I would say try to have another life, mm -hmm. and 
when you are in one, just dream about the other. And when you're in the other, dream about this one. But never be really present because that's where it gets depressing. <laughs> because it doesn't never feel as good as it should. Okay, so in between puppet time and college, you are, you know, you're you're not you're not landing any gigs. You're not getting any jobs, you say. So you go and you do some college. When is it that you say after college, is it a job that you get? Is it something that makes you say, oh, you know what? Whoa, hey, I think I might be able to do this thing. It might be happening. Yes. Um, I got a job as a grief counselor at at the morgue. For real? Uh, sure. On a show called Crossing Jordan. Oh. Crossing Jordan. What a freaking role. I, I mean, that takes yeah. something. I think that's that almost some sort of in a way to the grief counselor at a morgue. At a morgue. Yeah. But I don't know if that is a, a role that exists no. in real life. Maybe. No. I don't think it I don't think it does. <laughs> but I will say that as a young performer out here youngish, I was 49. <laughs> but at the time, I when I first got out here, I had the opportunity then to kind of work against amazing guest actors who came in and had to be delivered the most traumatic news that they had ever received. And I would just watch and listen and Mm. learn. And if I I can remember, you were able to like elicit this sympathy for them and compassion and it was dramatic, but there was always a little tinkling of humor bubbling underneath in an appropriate way. Yes, she had a lot of let's say tattoos. Yeah. She was an ex- she was an eccentric grief counselor. She also got it during night. She became a grief counselor during night school because when we first met Lily, she was just the intake person. Right. But then she got all of her tattoos removed and became a grief counselor. I think in season three. Wow, which was great. Really great. Pretty great. Really. Wow. And then you so you get you play this grief counselor. And then mm-hmm. kind of you're off to the races. I mean, you're, you know, then you're, you know, just your IMDb is like, bam, 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 bam. You're going and you're going. Is that how it worked? Not, I mean, yes, I appreciate it. I, let's, I, it did go like that. It was bam, bam, bam. It really was. It yeah. never stopped. I went from the grief counselor to there was a, there was a best friend phase. Then I was pregnant. Mm. And, mm. you know, there's a lot of different phrases, phases that I uh, was able to kind of work through. You know, Lana and I are still trying to figure out acting. I think probably it's not going to work out for us. Uh, but it's oh, I was, say never say well, never. Well, thank you for saying that. But I, you know, if you're t- sitting across, to go back to Crossing Jordan, to cross back into Crossing Jordan. So when someone is sitting across from you and you've just given them the worst news of their life and they are really going through it, trying to process this in, in, and it's, it's a performance. Do you, are you ever so caught up in, uh, in the moment you think, who am I? Who is, what is that you are lost in your emotion and you can't understand what is real, what is not real. Is this how acting works? Felicity, I feel like I've met a kindred spirit because that is exactly what it is. I have, I, lo- I have lost myself. I don't know where the center is anymore. 
it's I can't help but I just am completely there with the person. I I I have to, I am just I follow them home. I wonder how they're doing. I I am I am a hundred percent. You know they talk about the method. I, I don't even know what that means mm. because it's, it's life. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, I, you may not know this, uh, Catherine, but Felicity and I met in a Simi Valley production of Cats. And she, oh. she and I were both uh, cast as Jellicle Cats background. And even then, she and I had a hard time being in the moment. We were waving at people, friends in the audience. So being able to be in the moment, I would say, that's where you're really able to almost be in a meditative space in a lot of your roles. You really become these people. Yes. Yes. That is a very deep question. And I would also say that, yes, med meditation, it is a med it is like a, tr it is like you are in a fever dream or a trance space mm. for sure. Yes. Or taking some sort of hallucinogenic. Yes. Um, but you haven't, you can still drive home. Wow. Do you though enjoy any kind of drugs like that? Just in life? Oh, yes, I do. I do. Okay. Not on the not on the regular, but you yeah. know. I want to do yeah. the mushroom, psilocybin, ketamine, and everything for this psycho with a psychologist one day. But that's a story for another time. Please tell us that story. I want to hear. About I'm also very curious about this cold plunging that people are doing all the time because mm. I hate the cold. Mm -hmm. I went to buy some sleep help because I have the menopause, and they, I was oh, so do I. yes, it's really fun and great. And um, the guy at the Whole Foods says. But, you know, don't buy anything here. Just cold plunge. It raises your serotonin. And I was like, I, that doesn't sound that easy, but maybe. You know what? Maybe it also does not sound that easy to keep a plunge pool that cold in Southern California exactly. right now. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Uh, I can install one over the weekend oh. <laughs> pretty, pretty easily. So just let me know. All I need is a barrel, Paula. Mm -hmm. That's, oh, yeah. all, That's I all I do. I only do a barrel. Yeah, I do a barrel. It's got a little steps up to the side, a pickle barrel large pickle barrel just for one because i don't want to yep. share that time with anybody no no i don't no. use chlorine in it so you can't really share it with anyone because yeah. it's just oh my you're own kind of, yeah you're stewing in your own juices really in <laughs> but it's cold so it kills yeah, sure it kills that's, it. that's right kills everything right kills everything. doesn't it kill it you never have I, to change cold plunges water ever you would think never. so i think, think i think so. that's the case <laughs> okay so, so here's my question at what at some point you're doing your thing you're booking your roles are you ever, are you ever though, just you have a minute where you say, oh God, things aren't going good. This is tough. This is a, whether it's you're up for something and you, you don't, you don't get it. You don't reach something that you've been trying to do or, and you feel like, Hey, maybe I'm just going to give up. Maybe I, you know, maybe I'm going to go get a job at a Jamba Juice or something. All the time. Mm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Still, even now. And that's, yes. And that's <laughs> what keeps you on your toes. Mm. I think that that's what keeps you in the game is because, you know, let's face it, this is not a secure business. Uh, no. I don't know if it's different for talk shows uh, or, you know, for hosts. Yeah, um, no, no. For us, we're, we're guaranteed a great job for life. <laughs> yeah, you have a tenured contract. It's Easy. True. Yeah. yeah. It's like a Supreme Court justice. You're just you're just now forever always going to be in. We're these just squares. always going to be podcast hosts. Yeah, yeah. that's mm -hmm. it. Easy breezy. That's right. So what what do you do? How do you do you build? How do you build yourself back up when you're like I got you know I got no this is what I love to do so I'm going to do it. How do you get yourself? Well, going? I think it all goes back to the uh, psychedelic drugs. <laughs> I just will just I just take a fistful of mushrooms <laughs> and I just go door to door <laughs> and I just 
I see who will answer. And I just start doing monologues. And some people will be thrilled enough to reply. God, that. And then I, and then I find my, my collaborators that way. That's how I find, oh, you see me. And then let's go on a journey together because you're clearly stuck. You're clearly out of your mind on mushrooms. And I'm like, maybe, but you see me. You know, so yeah. we start a journey together. Two you know? things. One is serious, but yeah. one I have to get out there. Catherine and I have shared an ear, nose, and throat guy, Dr. Schnickman, but we don't have to get into that. But he'll give you a great shot to make you feel better if you're congested. Um, for anything, really. If you're even not congested, but you just need a lot of energy for something you're doing, you can go there. But you are an actress for whom you said, oh, I was working with all these great people, but I feel like that happened, that happened. Now you're the one that other yes. people, you're in the high, you're in this echelon of like, yeah. wow, and you're people the one that people want to work with now. Yeah, That's, That's quite a great thing. Mm. Well, it's, I don't even know, if, but you know, it goes like, who the hell knows? Can't hold on to anything because yeah. it's all, you know, a Ferris wheel. Now, you just don't know. if I may, uh, Paula, um, I just wanted to oh. uh, spend a little time on um, uh, Paula. my favorite show, w WandaVision. Oh, yeah. Because you know, I don't like you know, I don't like a lot of TV, but I like that show. <laughs> I'll tell you, yeah. I never want to be an actor. Uh, I don't get it. That I don't get it. But I, um, but I, 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 only time I'd be an actor if I got to be a witch. Mm. Oh well, if you ever want to talk shop. Um, because that's yeah. what I've realized is something that happens. Uh, you go from, uh, in my case, at least, it was from friend to pregnant best friend to mm -hmm. horny, sexually frustrated wife mm -hmm. to witch. Yeah. And it just kind of happens. Yeah, but if you can yeah, play okay. all those parts. I try not to read too much into it, but... It seems to be a trajectory. If you can play all those parts, let me tell you, you could still be horny wife. Let's get into yes. the sexual parts because I really enjoyed, you know, some of the programs you've done. I love Dig, Mrs. Fletcher. I could really relate to just being like, oh, you know, I haven't seen women kind of owning the frustrations of their sexuality and just owning it on television a lot. It's, it's, you're really breaking, you're breaking the rules in the best way. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Lana said, Lana told us in private, she, she said that you, that she's seen you naked in a lot of your shows. Is that correct? Oh, I did not see yes. a lot of her shows. Well, I think you're just focusing in on it a lot. Well, That's what Lana, it seems like I'm to me. I'm a very free person. I feel like this is my freaking body. So let's, let's use it as part of the tool. And if you can do that, then it goes away from being like, oh, I'm naked to like, this is part of my arsenal. Mm. Yes. Yes. It's a, it's a, it, I feel like it's a, it had been and will continue to be some tools right. in mm. my toolbox. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. And you feel you're comfortable. You're like, Hey, who cares? Yes. Mm. I mean, I've had two children. Mm. It's right. Fine. And if someone you came know. to you tomorrow and said, lady, I have a role for you. It involves full nudity, uh, full bush. Would you say, Sign me. While jogging, <laughs> and you have to be jogging the whole time. Well, I mean, if they said it in that voice exactly. with that tone, exactly. How could I turn that down? That's right. Jeez, that's, that's so. 
Sure. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a... I have a question about Yale really quick. Sure. Because I feel in some ways like a person like you is born with the talent. What do you think you get from a place like this, though, obviously, like Yale, that you bring into your work versus how much of it is just you? I mean, obviously, you're not going to say, oh, they didn't give me nothing. But I, wh what is it like to be at a place like that? I, what I learned at, a pl at that place in particular, besides being able to, I mean, you know, all must know it from groups that you're with or that you perform or that you are with. But I, I definitely learned like the art of stillness ah. for myself mm. because I just gave too much energy out into the wrong. I just worked too hard, turns out. I feel like that's kind of a huge mic drop for like life also, like knowing where to yes. put your energy. I went to the University of the Panama Canal for women, only women, Ooh. women's journalism. So they were having us run. It was almost like hamster wheel. So I like this thought of, really giving your energy to just, you can't give it all 24 seven. No. You mm -hmm. have to have, I'm imagine a balance, a work-life balance. And I'm sorry, I'm gonna circle yes. back to this, to these children because that's the focus of my life. And uh, when you're working on a, a, a project and you walk through your door, do you say, uh, no more of that. And, and now it's all about you, Michael and Sarah. Whatever your children are named, I don't know. It's Michael and Sarah. <laughs> How did you know it? Nailed it at one. I, you know, when I walk through the door, it, I, I am still in the scene I just did. <laughs> it is, they have learned to adapt. Fascinating. I, they, they know how to, you know, in whatever project I'm working on, they will call me by the person's name. Oh, I love that. They will be food out. If if this person is not a mother, they will just be without a mother for the time that I'm working on it. <laughs> you know, or what what have you? What have I you? will say, I know people who know her kids, and I just have to say they're two of the most like down they're just pretty special great kids. So that's another huge congratulations oh, on that. It's kind of like wow. Um it's hard to create decent human beings. Right, that's what I'm trying to say. It's hard to create. Mm -hmm. And you look at these two and you're like, okay, I think the world's going to be not just okay, but good. So, oh, well, that's good news. Yeah. I think the I've same been, about I've been someone I know that might be related to you. Maybe. Anna. Maybe. That's I true. Love, love that person. <laughs> well, something we like to ask everybody, because um, we are, believe it or not, time flies when you're having fun. We're, we got, we're getting to that time. Uh, we like to ask that everybody. Yeah, it's rough. Um, we we like to ask everybody if you were to give advice, someone starting out, someone you know maybe maybe struggling, you know, working that, waiting those tables, maybe they're auditioning, maybe they're not, or or just anyone in going for their dreams that might be a little more difficult than some other dreams. What what what's your advice? I would say, be that you who you are is enough. That you don't have to push. That actually, that's what's going to be the thing that's the most attractive that trying to be something that you think had has been um that worked before is such a is such a um it's just not a good use of your time that it didn't happen for like nothing i didn't really start working until i was in my like 30s and then i did i mean you know it's i didn't at all and so 
uh, and it wasn't until after I had kids that like stuff really started to happen. So I, I, you never know all that kind of storytelling that we have, especially about women is to like when it's supposed to happen or what happens if it doesn't have by that happen by then, or like what all that stuff is just old noise. I mean, I have to keep telling myself that too, because it, it's so ingrained in us to believe yeah. that. I mean, especially as we're going through this hot portal of menopause, no pun intended, yes. but like that there's like such exciting shit on the other side of it. I have to keep telling myself that too, that it's like, we, that's still a thrilling, thrilling time to be um, a woman person. And that, that all those stories are so it's intense when you realize how much we've taken them on, like, in our own belief system about what we are capable of doing. Um, so anyway, that is that really, again, nice. another mic drop. Like, I mm. feel like what if on the other side of the menopause portal is like the best ever. I mean, we've been, yes. we've been told all this stuff to keep us down. Uh, also being yourself, you know, I'm myself. People ask me where I'm from. I'm from everywhere. But Catherine Hahn, if she had tried to be someone else, the world would have lose out. And everybody no, knows Catherine Hahn for who she is. Purely unique. And, and it works. I love that piece of advice. Ugh, that's mm. right. Guys, I think it's time. We're just going to say thank you. Do you have anything else you want to say, Catherine Hahn? I'm just honored, honored beyond to have been a, a part of this. Uh, you're beautiful women. Please, please continue to get along. Don't fight. Well, Paulus, you know, Paulus can be difficult, really hard on us, but we're trying. I mean, I can see it. I can see it. Yeah. I can smell the tension, but it's a long way to go together. Yes, it's true. And we're working together forever because it's a forever position, as you clarified. It is. Thank you so much. Thank you. We really appreciate it. Oh, thank you, Tom, everybody. Yay. All right. Multiple Talking Women is hosted by Lauren Burns, Ariane Price, and Lisa Shurga, and produced by Carafano and Amelia Misco at Stampede Ventures for the Stampede Podcast Network. Okay, I'm done now.